Hi everyone, welcome back to Views from Third Man. This is my review for the Pink Ball Test match that India played against Bangladesh. So the one thing that I want to highlight about this test match is the dominance that the Indian team showed. Bangladesh got bowled out twice and they didn't even bat a full 50 overs. Much of that credit goes to Ishan Sharma and Umesh Yadav. They bowled magnificently. Ishan Sharma is in the peak of his career right now. He's got all the skill and all the experience and he's not even 30 yet. So he has a, he has a big career left of him. He has about 5 or 6 years of cricket left. And with a wicketkeeper like Rithiman Saha, he's going to achieve some magnificent things. I think a lot of the credit in this test match has gone to the bowlers, but Saha behind the stumps has been phenomenal, and I know he may have had a rusty test ma- game in the first test match, but in this second test, he, his wicketkeeping was absolutely on point and magnificent. I think Zidiman Saha deserved man of the match for the way he kept, but I really can't complain about it going to Ishan Sharma. India showed complete dominance over Bangladesh in the test match. The only plus for Bangladesh was Mushfiqur Rahim because he didn't seem too troubled by the Indian, by not, well, everyone was troubled by the Indian fast bowlers. He wasn't troubled by the way the pink ball was moving around in the air, which is a good sign for Bangladesh. But if he keeps batting at number five, by the time he comes in, he will not be able to win a game from, win a game from Bangladesh. He will only be able to save a game. And your best batsman should be the one winning you games, not trying to pull you out of the ground and saving them. And that's one area where I think Bangladesh need to improve. Otherwise, I don't think Bangladesh can improve anywhere because of India's sheer dominance. They prepared surfaces in this series where the fast bowlers came into play. The spinners didn't take any wickets in the pink ball test match at all. And the credit of that not only goes to the way the Indian fast bowlers have been bowling in, a, in the last few years, but the way the pink ball behaves. The pink ball itself is better for fast bowling. And with these five fast bowlers that India have, India have shown absolute dominance. There's been a lot of talk about these Indian fast bowlers, but the most important fast bowlers been missing from the picture. The true effect of Indian fast bowling was felt with the arrival of Jaspreet Bumrah in early 2018. He was the catalyst in this entire fast bowling revolution that Indian cricket has gone through in the last year and a half. Jaspreet Bumrah was magnificent in Australia, where conditions were good for pace. He was brilliant in the few games he played in England, and he was absolutely magnificent in South Africa. And his performance in the West Indies was absolutely incredible. Jaspreet Bumrah bowls in Test Match cricket the same way Wakar Yunus used to. He doesn't take as many wickets as you expect him to, but he has the impact that a Wakar Yunus would have with those fast in-swinging Yorkers that he can bowl at will. You never know what's coming at you when Bumrah is bowling and he hasn't played a home test match yet. And that thought of Jaspreet Bumrah coming in face and bowling at an opposition in a home test match should frighten all oppositions severely. With a man like Saha behind the stumps, the spinners will always come into play. Saha is a very brilliant wicketkeeper. In my opinion, he's the best wicketkeeper in India at the moment, technically. MS Dhoni is probably the best all-time wicketkeeper, but MS Dhoni doesn't play cricket anymore. Now, basic logic says your best wicketkeeper is the one who plays in test match cricket. So technically, I think Saha is a very good wicketkeeper, but he does need to work on his DRS calls. Ashwin and Jadeja did not come into play in the test match that much, but that was understandable with the way the pink ball was behaving. But I never thought I'd see a day in Indian cricket where the fast bowlers took all the wickets and the spinners did not come into play at all for sessions upon sessions. So that was the basic review of the test match. And look at that. We've gone through an entire review without talking about Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli's innings of 130 was absolutely phenomenal. 
the but no one is ever going to remember this inning. It was a very difficult knock that he played. Everyone, everywhere around him, wickets were falling. Pujara and Rahani got runs, which was magnificent. They played really well. But Virat Kohli was the one who converted his start. Virat Kohli made it look so easy. Rahani scored at a low strike rate, and so did Pujara. Kohli scored at a strike rate of seventy and got a hundred and thirty-four, and I think around one hundred and ninety-six, hundred and ninety-seven balls. And that's absolutely phenomenal, considering everybody else was struggling. Virat Kohli took his game to the next level, but in doing so, it was. Wasn't because it was difficult. He took his game to the next level by showing how easy it was to play against the pink ball. And because he made it look so easy, no one is ever going to appreciate this knock. Which is why I think I would like to put a little bit of credit to the fact that Virat Kohli put runs on the board for India that the fast bowlers could later go and defend. In a recent interview and um against uh that that Tim Payne, the Australian captain, took. He said that when you get 400, 300 plus runs on the board, it suddenly becomes a lot, a lot easier to be aggressive with your fast bowling um, tactics. And we saw with the way Mohammad Shami was bowling, he was being incredibly aggressive. And I think the fact that India got such a big score on the board really helped the fast bowlers. Otherwise, I do think the spinners would have come into play. Ashwin and Jadeja have Ashwin and Jadeja have been phenomenal, and their time will come again. But while these Indian fast bowlers are bowling so well, they should just sit back and relax and know that their place in the side is secure because they haven't done anything wrong. One thing I do want to point out, though, is I talked earlier about Jasprit Bumrah. Umesh Yadav was magnificent. Mohammad Shami always takes wickets, and Shant Sharma is in the peak of his career. When Jasprit Bumrah comes back, whose place in the side does he take? And I think that's a question that we will have to ponder over in a later podcast, where Jasprit Bumrah has such an impact on the side that you can't not play him. But the other fast bowlers haven't done anything to be removed from the side. So how do you give the fast bowlers bowling so well that kind of confidence while playing Bumrah at the same time? That's a question for another day. Another question for a different day that I will want to discuss in the future is the impact that India's middle order has on the side. That combination of Pujara, Kohli, and Rahane—they've really been India's rock ever since all of them debuted. I know we've spoken a lot about the fast bowlers, but India's most—the most consistent part of the Indian cricket team and the Indian cricket setup has been Pujara, Kohli, and Rahane in Test match cricket. And I would like to just appreciate how well they played in the Test match in difficult conditions.